Thank you for listening to Radio Mayapur, the link to your heart for devotional and inspirational music. Welcome everybody, it's another wonderful day in Mayapur. The weather is getting cool, everything is green, everything is beautiful. I just came from a tour of Malaysia with His Holiness Banswami and I've been here for last week now and uh, I'm very fortunate, feel always more and more fortunate to be in Mayapur, the Holy Dam, which is the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya, the avatar for the Kali Yuga. And so today we are very, very fortunate. We have with us a guest. This is Gangadas, your host. Uh, and I'm from Italy. Maybe you recognize my accent a little bit. I've been in here a long time, 45 years now. But today we are very fortunate. With, we have with us from Australia, Nicholas, who is now being initiated. And his name is Narashinga Chaitanya Das. Hare Krishna. I was with him for one year in uh, in a farm, uh, New Govardhan farm. And a very beautiful place, 2,000 acres with a river, with cows and our own kitchen, our own friends, people coming from all over the world. A lot of people began devoted there. We did uh, quite a bit of cooking together. <laughs> we did quite some pizza night on Saturday with the music. We had a lot of fun. We went to the beach walking together. We did Arinam. We had a lot of fun. Australia is beautiful. So Nishinga Chetana Prabhu is here in Mayapur because he's studying Bhakti Shastri which is so nice, is the foundation of Christian consciousness. And you, he wants to get deeper into understanding of spiritual life. He has been a devotee for more than three years. So he was born in Melbourne. He's 33 years old, he's handsome. And <laughs> he's uh, also, also a sound engineer. So welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to see you again after a long time. Oh, yeah. And tell us a bit about yourself when you were a child, when you grew up, your family, your father, mother, your brother, something that our listener would like to know a little bit, scoop up your personality. Okay. Well, Hare Krishna, thank you very much again for having me. This is a welcome treat. Uh, so growing up in Australia, just... Older brother, two parents. It was pretty standard upbringing, to be quite <laughs> honest. There's nothing too out of the ordinary. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything inherently spiritual or devotional to my life growing up, but uh, Melbourne is a nice place. Melbourne's a wonderful beach, place. Beautiful ocean, nice people, nice. Oh yeah, and spending bit lots of every summer, always at the beach, yeah. always at the beach, surfing. But, no, no, no surfing, surfing like that. No, Australian, all Australian surfing. <laughs> I'm the odd one out, the Australian that doesn't surf, that doesn't play cricket. Oh. Uh, yeah, not. A, <laughs> anyhow, that's all right. But uh, I guess growing up, I was I was very lucky to have been able to travel a fair bit, nice. which, which definitely instilled a bit of a travel bug in my life for various reasons, just with family or even with school, getting to travel. So that was nice. Um. Beyond that, though, just going to school, a uh, um, very lovely uh, private all-boys school in high school called Melbourne Grammar. Nice. So I was there, graduated with non-flying colours. 
<laughs> so just <laughs> just skated on by. Uh, but very fortunate and grateful that I was never pushed into going into a specific path for my life. You mean something that you didn't want to do? Your That's father right. and mother allow you to do whatever you want to do, choose your path. Correct. And you went to study and become a sound engineer. So what made you go into that direction when you were young? Mm. Well, I'm a bit of a, I want to say maybe eccentric or flamboyant or colorful or creative type. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. That's I'll hard. say all those words. Sure. One of those types of people and I've, Always, my father always poked at me saying, you know, you just always, if there's a button, I'm going to push it. A, nice. a lever, I'll pull it and just see what happens, you know, regardless of the situation. So I was uh, originally going to study in hospitality because that's just what I did growing up, just for pocket money. And um, ended up for whatever reason, going and having this open day at this university that has these beautiful sound equipment, studying all these performance-based things, audio engineering or design, very creative outlet. Beautiful. And I remember walking into this room and there's this big, big desk, the final third-year engineering desk. It's like, you know, this music mixing engineer to the stars. I had it all planned out from that moment, you know. Wow. All these huge dials that I had no idea what to do with. And I was like, that's it, sign me up. I had no idea more <laughs> about the course, but that was enough for me, you know. Yeah, so I, I ended up going straight from – high school into that and studied and finished three years in a bachelor engineer, bachelor of audio engineering and sound production, which was fantastic. What an experience. And I got to use that for on and off for the next five or six years. Wonderful. What type of music you used to listen at that time? I'm curious. <laughs> a huge selection. I, I, I listened to sort of classic rock. Mm -hmm. Um, My older brother, I just was always a couple of years trailing after him. So, you know, whether it was heavy metal from him and then going into going into university was a lot of electronic music because people there creating all their music. So just very weird and wonderful styles of music that I just, if it was presented in front of me, as long as it had a good beat, I was into it. That was it. That was kind of my prerequisite. Uh, it's it's nice to understand because I am older generation, so mm -hmm. we listen to Pink Floyd and Roll, oh, yeah. Rolling Stones and Friends Up and all this. But we grew up with that type of music. We didn't have heavy, we have heavy rock a little bit, but we didn't have Metallica. We didn't have all this computerized music, which is totally different. Oh, yeah. But anyway, at one point you end up in New South Wales. I mean, in uh, in the farm in the, yeah. uh, near Barron Bay, near... So how you end up there? So after the audio industry lifestyle started to peter out and came back into hospitality, it just over the time progressed into more um, bartending work. The alcohol industry was calling my name, so I thought, or I was calling out to it perhaps, <laughs> whichever way around. And so that was my excitement. That was my path, and I was going down into that and um, – Just over time, I was starting to get a bit fried out with it. Just later and later and longer, longer nights, more and more intoxication, which what comes with that industry in Melbourne. Yeah. Or, um, part of the scene. Yeah, part of the part scene. Part of the job. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to Getting be, some beautiful girl. Don't want to miss out. Ah, I don't want to miss out. Hate to miss out. Yeah, 
But then it eventually burn you out. Yeah, yeah. It got, it's it, because you don't sleep properly, mm. you're taking stuff, drinking alcohol. Yeah, it, it just got place. yeah, it just got to a point where I was starting to feel out of control, to be quite honest with you. Right. I was just uh, okay, I need a break. Yeah. Literally all it was, I just wanted to hit pause on life. I just wanted to hit pause on my current path. Way way. Yeah. It was it wasn't a case of right, I need to stop and change completely. It's just let's hit pause. That was the main part of it. So online, I was just searching anything and everything, just yoga retreats, meditation, resorts, anything. And I hadn't done either of those things. Mm-hmm. I can't sit still for too long. So the idea yeah. of meditation to me was too hard. And yoga, I wasn't particularly you know, athletic or right. flexible or anything. But for whatever reason, up comes this place, Krishna Village, which Krishna is the name, Village, you know, yes. which is the retreat center at New Govardhan in New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. So who is the person you met first when you reached there? Because there's a lot of people there. Oh, yeah. It's very green. It looked like Switzerland a little bit to me. As next to the ocean, it's beautiful. Form. Well, as luck would have it, as uh, coincidence, Krishna's arrangement, however you want to call it, I arrived on a Sunday feast day, wow. which is just what a welcome. Yes. So I, I remember getting to the village, so, all right, this is all a bit weird on, as you say, like a thousand <laughs> acres of land. I didn't even know where to begin, get my tent set up. All right, this is nice. I guess I can do this. Walk up the hill and then there's all these colorful people walking around with, you know, heads down. This is uh, chanting. chanting. Exactly. Big kirtan going on and lots of sights and sounds. So it, that was really nice. But I do distinctly remember feeling very home, like at home. Hmm being up there, just sitting, looking around. I had no idea what was going on. I had no inclination that I would become a devotee or do anything with the temple. I just remember being up there and feeling very comfortable. So, yeah, at the the time, the volunteer program, what I was doing, it was run by a um, devotee named Damodar Govinda. Mm -hmm. And he would just, every morning, there'd be a circle of volunteers around saying, all right, you're doing this, you're doing this. I go to the kitchen, go to the garden, go to the cows, go to whatever it is. You know, you just get your service assigned for the day. That was nice. And you felt welcome and you felt not threatened, not uh, like these people, they're going to conquer my mind, take over my life. Brainwashed. (laughs) Completely brainwashed. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What type of service you did when you were there in the beginning? Wow. It was like, it was hard for me because they were just like, oh, you're a tall male. You can do laboring stuff, you know, go out landscaping, digging holes and moving bricks and moving big wood. And (laughs) in a big farmland, there is no shortage of that. But after a couple of days of doing that, somehow I ended up landing with this devotee one-on-one. His name was Brendan. I remember him distinctly because he was integral to my cultivation of just an interest in spirituality more than just the I'm spiritual, not religious kind of bandwagon, which is what I I guess I would have assigned myself to. Like if it was, are you spiritual? Oh yeah, you know, spiritual. (laughs) There's something out there, but you know, never God, never God. So working with this man, it was, it was designing and creating a roof for a shrine down by the lake around Govardhan. And it was a, terrifically difficult project, you know, angle grinding, polystyrene um, blocks into weird shapes to try and put it all together. I don't know, it was like the worst jigsaw puzzle you've ever thought of, (laughs) you know. However, 
it was 50% service, 50% conversations throughout the day. So, so with that, I just got a lot of questions and answers. Yeah, lots of information, any concerns or curiosities that I had. And he was always encouraging to you know, not just, hey, become a devotee, but go up the temple, mm-hmm. ask, see what it's all about, you know. And if I saw things I didn't understand, he was very good at just putting it together and saying, well, even though I don't have too much knowledge on the science side of things in the world, I was just more ready to believe the science of the world than religion or the spiritual of side of things. So he would say, okay, well, this, ex- this, this exists here and this is why it exists in the spiritual world. And like, this is, this is how it mixes. And he just sort of connected all the dots for me. So that was nice. Makes sense. Yeah, it may, it just made sense. I mean, I can't tell you what he told me. He was not fanatic. He was not no. pushing the button. No way. No, no it was really nice. Not brainwashing. <laughs> Maybe subtly. <laughs> but it, it was, um, that, that's something looking back over my time at the farm just over four years, I've never once been pushed. Nice. No, which, is, which is really important yeah. because I'm of that persona where if I'm pushed too hard, I'll just say stuff yeah, and I'm out. You know, I'm, I, I don't want to have anything to deal with. If you feel like you're getting pushed yeah, up yeah, against yeah. the walls, I know, thank you very much. Thanks for your time, but I'm out. So that's, that's something I'm very grateful for. That's a volunteer kind of being Christian conscious is something we choose to be mm. and we want to be. It's not somebody can push you or somebody can force you. you know. mm. It doesn't work in that way. What about your parents? How do they took it when you decide to spend more time into the spiritual platform? <laughs> uh, it's still taking time for them, okay. honestly. Okay. Um, however, they they see the the physical changes and the emotional changes in me. So especially my father's often realizing, saying, I'm always going to have lots of questions for you, which I'm grateful for because imagine if they just said, no, no questions, whatever you do, just do it. So I'd be really confused. Yeah. I mean, I'm living it and I still have lots of questions. So them who are not living it, if they didn't have questions, it'd be a bit strange, Fine. just blindly accepting, Absolutely. you know, like this. But they see that I am happier and healthier and more communicative with them and yeah just living a a, a, a better life we can say because they yeah. saw i mean the fact that we are following some kind of principle like we don't drink we don't smoke <laughs> we don't do any of this stuff which that's right we were doing before and they can yeah. see the change the difference between who you were before and now you're more clear more you know, clean or whatever, more. Yeah, all of that. Sense. So, so the parents are kind of, okay, this guy's better off now than before. <laughs> That's right. And it, it's, it's nice. And they do say, well, we don't really understand it so much, but we see that. The result. Yeah. And they see that it's important to me and that I really get a lot out of it. So they're supporting that. So I'm very fortunate that nice. they are behind it because. Yeah. They even they even were a part of, you know, they logged on. It was an online initiation, so they logged on on Zoom. And afterwards nice. I said, I had no idea what just happened, but <laughs> we're happy for you. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was cool. I think this is kind of unconditional love when the parents feel like, okay, it's my kid and I want him to be happy whatever he's doing, you know. Mm. And obviously if they see somebody go off their truck with drugs and alcohol and mm. frustration or divorce or whatever it is, you know. Then they don't feel so happy, you know. But when they see the children or their kids, for for them we are always children, you know. They see, okay, my kids is happy, you know, 
whatever he's doing, you know, he's yeah. doing something nice. Okay, but uh, now while you were there and I was there with you last year when I was blocked there, locked <laughs> into the COVID, yes. we did a lot of cooking. You were the vegan chef. Yes. So tell us uh, a little bit about uh, veganism or vegan chef and being vegan. And you meet a lot of people who are vegan there. Yeah. So. It's it's very popular in the the village, in Krishna village. So when yeah. you go over down the farm, Krishna village is the retreat and the volunteer center. So yes. um, a lot of the volunteers that come through are vegan, whether it's by, so I'll start with myself, yes. is <laughs> I am, I can't digest dairy. I'm, lactose intolerant I have been my whole life <clears throat> and you know I realize now that being a Hare Krishna devotee that's probably some past karma thing now I can't have dairy and I'm a devotee okay. <laughs> but whatever it is I so I I don't take that because I don't digest it it just makes sense to become vegan you know right now I'm a devotee with the other um principles right but tell us what is the mentality of the vegan people in general uh it's it's of two camps, some people just, they see it as a health choice, whether okay. it's a fad or they just think, think that, all right, milk is for cows. Okay. That's, that's, that's one band. Honey is for the bees, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. so that, that comes from maybe an educational side of things, but that's, that's, that's one group. The other one is definitely from the more ahims of a view of it. Being nonviolent. Yeah. Against the, nature the in general. The dairy industry is just is horrific. You know, the treatment it's of true. the cows is is really is is really terrible. So this is this is a lot of people's big focus. Whether it's you know not so much for the health, but more on the global consciousness side of things. Correct. So that's very very important. Fortunately for us on the farm, we have the cow protection, the goshas, a lot of personal interaction with the cows, and all the dairy we use there is as. Yeah, he experienced on the pizza night, sure. you know, again, he used the paneer and the mozzarella from the yeah. cows from the farm. So like this, and that that gets to be a nice educational tool as well, not just for us being able to offer it nicely and to then be able to enjoy it, but it's Absolutely. it's educating people and go, wow, that's that's possible that it exists. Yes. So that's nice, but that's that's the two camps that we have in the village that comes through. But typically cooking in the village or cooking um, for the masses, we try to provide the majority vegan options and then some dairy products. Vegetarians. Yeah, or, or yeah, or, always, yeah, that's it. Always vegetarian, but then some. sometimes it's like a real nice heavy cheesy sort of dish or <laughs> something like this. Yeah. I met some vegan and I, when I was serving prasadam there and I was telling them, well, look, this is paneer. Mm. It's a cheese we make ourselves. It's from our milk, which is non-violent because we're not killing our cow. That's it. Yeah, I think I'll test a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. But, uh, okay, then uh, after this uh, few years you spend in Christian countries, you're very active, you're w doing wonderful service there. What makes you, uh, your your mind or your heart, decide to come and to Mayapur? Because Mayapur is a very unique, special place. And it's not a place where you just go by and say, oh, wonderful, let me stop here. So... And Australia is far away. So what makes you decide to come in Mayapur and study Bhakti Shastri? Mm. It's hard to pinpoint a particular reason. No, but, but in general, I'm saying. I definitely remember 
seeing footage of Mayapur, seeing the temple or the deities. And there was something, it sounds so you can say attractive, romantic, something attractive. But, they, but, but there was, yeah, very much, but it was unexplainable. It was unexplainable. Right. Something, something in your heart. Yeah, and I, it doesn't have to be that sort of story, but for me it is. No. I just I remember no. seeing footage of this, of the TOVP, like this big panoramic, and then you see the deities, like, all right, I have to be there. <laughs> Honestly, I just have to be there. It's like a magnet attracting you. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. And, and then you learn more about what is Mayapur, what's the mood of Mayapur, right. and, you know, Mahaprabhu and all that. All, 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 all the different things that come with Sri Dhammayapur, but it's the study sort of thing that's that's been a new addition into my <laughs> into, into my life. Uh, so on the farm, doing the cooking and then eventually managing a kitchen there, it, that's pretty all encompassing. It's very busy stuff, Absolutely. and um, whilst I get a lot of joy out of it. I haven't really had too much time or self-discipline, I'll be quite honest with you, <laughs> self-discipline to sit down and go, all right, now I need to learn how to properly read Srila Prabhupada's books or study them nicely. You know, like we have such amazing examples of devotees just on the farm, what to speak of, what you see online and, you know, with lockdown, just the thousands of hours worth of classes given. You just go, wow, that's amazing. The wealth of knowledge. It's like, all right, well, the access to it, study the books. Absolutely. And so um, I asked our temple president, Ajita, so what do you think of the chances of somehow extracting myself from the farm (laughs) and being able to do something like this? And so worked out a bit of a strategy as to when that would be possible. And then this Bhakti Shastri idea course course came up, and especially after initiation, he said, well, get first initiation, then after some time, of course, it was like look towards Brahman. But then you hear people saying, well, there was a brahmachari in the ashram. He'd done the Bhakti Shastri course and he said he'd gotten a lot out of it. And Absolutely. that was just online, you know, doing it through Radha Desh. I said, well, okay, now lockdown's done. Let's see what I can do in person. Live. <laughs> as I said, unfortunately, that self-discipline just is not as strong as it should be or could be or will be. I'm going to go Absolutely. with that as much Absolutely. as it will be. It will yes. get there. <laughs> so, so I was looking around and then lo and behold, end of this year, so it just worked out. The stars aligned nicely or however you want to call it. And um, I got myself over here. So I get to accomplish a Quite a few amazing things at once. One is the study side of things. The other one is to just have my first ever visit. I mean, my first ever visit to India. To India is the first time in India. Yeah, first I'm definitely a boy who does things not by small measures. So might as well the first time just come for bang. Yeah, <laughs> just go for it. But I remember we did the nice service. We did uh, Saturday night, we did a pizza party and we collect all the funds and we send the Lakshmi for uh, money Radha for Madhava. the elephant. Yeah. Radha mother was the elephant who had a need at that time because there was a flood or something. That's right. And we send a donation. So that could be a, your link to the service you did for Mayapur. So Lakshmi is happy and allow you to come to the Holy Dam. You know, not every, there are thousands of millions of people who want to come here, but maybe not everybody is able to unless they offer some kind of sincere, honest service. That's a good point. And uh, I believe this place where you stay is wonderful. It looks like Vaikuntha, the place <laughs> where you study. Yeah. 
and uh, you have nice accommodation, you have a nice room, nice prasadam. Beautiful. And you're slowly discovering the Holy Dam. You went to there and visit uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birthplace. Yes. Tell us about what you felt. So it being the first time you come <laughs> here. India is very colorful mm-hmm. and there's a lot of sound. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of things to discover. So tell us your feeling about this Lord Chaitanya's birthplace. It's, it's taken me three full days and even still not got it fully locked down just to understand how the morning program works at the temple here. <laughs> yeah, it takes time. It takes so, time. so even just to get that is just taking focus on just being here. And I just love being in the compound. It just has such a wonderful and unique feeling to it. And so many devotees here of, from all around the world. Great spiritual energy, I would say. Yeah. So to spend a few times just being there has been really wonderful. And now I'm starting to drip feed in a few of the things that are surrounding. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, there's more to my poor than just a TOVP, right? Yeah, there's a lot. Apparently. There's a lot. There's a so lot. even thanks to your good self, you know, getting to getting to see the Ganges the other day for the first time. I was like, wow, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the Ganges, you know. And then and today is um, – a devotee, John Mastami Prabhu, he's lent me his bicycle, so I'm able to go and travel to a few different oh, places. And, and today was yoga pit. Wow. It was, it was mm, not instructed, but it was advised by some of the senior devotees back home that when you go to the dharma, it's nice to walk, pack, yeah, walk sure. see places, and also see the uh, – uh, the samadhis of the previous acharyas, sure. get the blessings of the previous acharyas, Absolutely. not just go, I'm here and now I can just do my yeah. thing. And so today going to the yoga pit, it really, it sounds silly, but it's really real. You know, yeah. it, it really, <laughs> <laughs> you have to pinch yourself and say, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm glad it's, it's really real because I made some pretty strong commitments to it. Uh, it just, it, being in the presence of these places where these pastimes happened is something that I can feel. It's just yes. so transformative. Yes, 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 yes. You know, reading about it's lovely. I'm, I love hearing stories. I love telling stories. But now finally being able to be at the places where those things happened. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's complete perfection. Being at the, the Jagannath Temple. You know, yesterday or two days ago, when two I come, ago, yeah. two days ago, I'm losing track of days. Uh, There's a lot of vibration you can uh, access your mm. something deep happening to your heart and to your mind. That's funny because magical. You, <laughs> oh, absolutely! And you see, you see, it's 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 the pure spiritual version of being starstruck. It's kind of this this feeling. I, I sort of realized last night. I was I was like I was I was just doing some reading, and I was realizing I've seen I've seen footage and pictures of the deities at the temple here. I've seen pictures and footage of these different places like the Ganges and Yoga Pit, and you see the big almost like a cutout of the new big temple. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's nice. I feel like I know it already, but I don't. And then you get here, and you're really there. I'm meeting this. Like, famous place i'm meeting this pastime place you know you're going to interact it's like how am i going to behave it's like don't behave like anything just be there and just and absorb everything that's right that's right 
And you got to meet a lot of nice uh, devotees, also senior devotees, because now, of course, Gorpunima is going to come, so the UBC, the sannyasi, the people yeah. that you uh, maybe see them in a video and say, oh, this is the Maharaj, I can go and talk business to him, I can ask him some questions, something. Yeah. So it's a magical place. Yeah, absolutely. And then after, as you've experienced, or as we've all experienced, you know, with the lockdown, it's just, we've missed each other's associations yes. so much. And now being able to see people cross over, like, I don't know so many people, but sitting back and watching people who know each other yeah. and how they're they interact. interacting is really heartwarming. And then even in the Bhagavatam classes in the morning, you know, there was this Mataji yesterday that or uh, two days ago that was saying how beautiful it is. Now she's like, she she said it was it was like uh, family reconnecting, you know, after after two years of not being able to see one another back in back in the dharma. It's like you know, it's this real full warm feeling. So that was even just being able to witness that and just seeing how devotee interaction is on a really intimate level is. Is profound because I think I've, because I've also the intimate level of the devotee is based on the service they offer to the Lord, mm. so that intensify the relationship between the devotee. Because when you do service together with people, then you feel the deep connection. Am I correct? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking back the devotees I, I do service with or have done, even like yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you, you get into you know the people and the mentality and what they aspire for. Yeah. It's nice. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh uh apart of this Bhatishasi, mm. what do you think to do maybe afterward? I don't know. You need to say if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm not saying there's A, B, C, D up to Z plan, whatever. What's What's in your mind? What you plan to do after you do this? Oh, God. This is a part of your life. Now you're wearing saffron cloth. Yeah. And yeah. So what's your plan? Uh, I wasn't planning on wearing saffron cloth. So it just shows that, you know, my, my lack of planning can be very surprising and very positive <laughs> and uplifting. So I'm hoping that that's the trajectory I take um, as far as just the excitement and the, the fulfillment like this. I love interacting with people. I love preaching i love just this you nice. know even i haven't had a huge platform to do it on and it's not like you need one just even one-on-one absolutely is is perfect just to inspire just to have an interaction with one person is is great and i'm fortunate at the farm to be able to have that because we have such a huge rotation of volunteers Always. or whatever it's just you have you be able to be there for someone you know as someone was there for me and that you would be there for somebody else. It completely transformed my life just having a particular person, not a big group conversation, just that one person that could just help me reframe some things. So I'm I'm inter- like eternally indebted to Brendan, the devotee that really Absolutely. helped me like this, and subsequently people after that. Yeah. So the Bhakti Shastri, what I'm hoping to do is deepen my uh, knowledge and appreciation and full and better understanding certainly of of the philosophy and Srila Prabhupada's books because as I say in these classes that we're so spoilt with people are just their knowledge is huge but their realizations is is the real power you know so so to be able to do that here in the Dharma and in Kartik it's kind of special 
daunting, I was going to say, but yeah, <laughs> special, certainly special. Uh, so, so with the Bhakti Shastri, I'm, I'm hoping to get that and to it was Prabhupada's instructions. Yes. If you want to know me, read my books and not just read, but study. So, so this is what I'm, I'm wanting to get deeper and deeper into so I can get to know Prabhupada better and introduce people to him better. That's wonderful. That, that's, that's my goal. That's wonderful. That's very nice. And you think you will go back to Australia or maybe you go with the flow wherever you are? Maybe you end up for a minute here and be one of the white elephants preaching and doing. There's a lot of preaching going on in India so you can join the Sankirtan party and oh, yeah. go in the civil book and give lecture or whatever it is. I don't know. No, no plans. I, yeah. I'll see how it goes at the end of this course. Mm-hmm. New, yeah, I think New Govardhan will always be calling me, but of course we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> Hopefully that it's a that's not a fail to plan, plan to fail sort of situation. But I'm just I'm open to wherever I, yes. I'm I'm guided to, and that's that's. Wherever I'm going to be of best service. That's, that's, I think Krishna in your heart yeah. will definitely guide you. You're a very sincere, honest person. So <laughs> Krishna in your heart will tell you, okay, do this and you'll be happy and you'll contribute for the cause of Krishna consciousness and Srila Prabhupada. Also, Srila Prabhupada said many times that I wrote this book for you, mm-hmm. for studying this book, because I wrote everything in the book. And so if you study this book, we can become self-realized. Thank you so much. Thank you very much Hare for having Krishna. me. Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Pleasure to have you with us. Hare Bhod. Shilo Prabhupada Ki You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur. <laughs>